You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Oh, there he is. Okay, Yay. that's my bad. Well, hey, everybody. I'm back. Uh, that's my bad. I am, well, obviously, I'm the one streaming. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I am still figuring out the new computer. So last week, not the new computer, but I had to wipe my operating system. So last week... Uh, Lucian was always on and and mm-hmm. every scene I had to manually mute him. So I was like, Oh, I'll like figure out how to do that. So now, uh, now I had it wrong. So there you go. Right. There you go. Hey, we're here. <laughs> we're back. We're back. So well, exciting. Welcome. Welcome. Um, yeah, we were just talking about summer winding down and yeah. campaigns usually starting around, uh, the September, October period. And mm-hmm. October always is like a starting of a campaign for me because that's the start of like the themed ones too, where you're like, Oh, let's do a Halloween one shot. Yeah. And then you realize you like these people or something and you keep playing. Cause one shots yeah. turn into the whole campaign. Sometimes Thanksgiving's one shot, Christmas one shots, <laughs> Easter one shots. Yeah. You yeah. Get a whole bunch in there for sure. And well, and I mean, we're at the end of the year we've had, maybe a lot of us have been pretty active or at least try to get out in the last couple months or your kids are now, you have to be back because your kids are going to school. So it's not like you're, you're globe trotting anymore. Not that maybe many of us did in COVID, COVID yeah. days, but <laughs> it just feels like this is a big start. And I feel like I've seen a lot of people talking about their new campaigns lately too. Yeah, Like a lot of new shows that are about to start. They're about to start either season one of this, or they're on their season three of this and it's about to start. So this all seems to be like a nice starting point for people. So I'm excited. It makes sense to take like summers off, you know, but yeah. boy, I just, I just want to game all the time. So that's me. Game <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so fun. News wise, we had a little bit, at least, um, <clears throat> we've kind of known everything. When the last couple of shows we've talked about where they've kind of told us the whole slate for the rest of the year. So we haven't been waiting in anticipation for announcements or scouring Amazon web pages trying to find leaks because they've kind of already told us what's coming. So I guess that kind of preemptively fixes the leaks, right? <laughs> I guess yeah. you can't you gotta worry about that anymore. Um but I did see uh just got posted a website got put up D D celebration twenty twenty one another online uh celebration so I thought um geez white balance crazy off um I would post that up. It's the twenty third of September, so in this month, just I think twenty third to the twenty sixth is um, session zero, is what they're calling it, kind of like yeah. the preview day. And that's gonna be this is the big hype for Wild Beyond the Witchlight, mm-hmm. uh, but it also has that DM challenge that's been going on. Right. And I don't know if because yeah, we're in, I don't know what stage we're in. Yeah, we're in stage three. Mm-hmm. So if you go to dndcelebration.com. Um, they have a little tab called the DM challenge. And we talked about this where you were, you were entering to be a dungeon master. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they're having like a contest and it's kind of, I don't know, like those weird elimination shows that they have. Yeah. Make a monster, make a trap, make a whole dungeon and then things like that. So they have their three finalists who are going to run some challenge at, uh, the D&D celebration. And I don't know who they are, but there's a video here that says they're announced. I so think, Yeah, I think they'll be announcing them or they, yeah, they get something. announced during that time, I think. I'll watch it later because we're doing a live show. But <laughs> uh, yeah, the winner will be announced during the D&D live celebration. So, yeah. Um, but I don't actually, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about uh, who's who's doing all of that. Oh, we do have our finalists. Okay, so we have Andrew from Canada. Sergio from the United States and Brad from, I believe that's New Zealand's flag. Interesting. Those are our finalists. And then here are all the other ones that uh, didn't make it. Someone from a lot of, uh, yeah. So actually that's kind of cool. So we have our, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about these people, but uh, yeah, we should, we should check them out. It'd be interesting Uh, if there were, if not only are they dungeon masters and they entered the contest, were they also streaming their games or are they just dungeon masters that play for their group and thought, Hey, I'll just join this contest. I'm a, 
I'm a pretty good dungeon master. My players love my games. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and 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 this is a problem with this thing is this has been so poorly advertised. Um, like it, and I don't know why, but like if I was Dungeons, if I was Wizards of the Coast, like you think that you would make this a big deal, but like. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they have their finalists, but I didn't even hear what all the other stuff was happening. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, oh, apparently uh, Jen, the she's a dream wisp. She's on Twitter. Well, she's on a lot of things, but she's on Twitter and we talk on Twitter. She's a really cool person. Uh, mm -hmm. She's one of the judges. So is B. Nice. Dave Walters and Matthew Makes Lillard. Sense. So we have some some fun judges. That's cool. Very cool. So this could be fun to watch. We'll see. I was a little hesitant because the filling it all out, it was like basically by entering, you're giving Wizards of the Coast everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of the stuff you've written is now their property and you don't get it back. And I didn't like that. And then mm -hmm. the prize was just a lot of D&D &D books that I already have. And so right. I was like, no, I, I you know, and like, and, and from my, my mindset, I'm like, oh man, the exposure would be great. But like, clearly it's not because nobody, mm -hmm. they're relying nobody knows. on. Nobody would know right media. now yeah. that Jordan's a finalist unless we told him. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so D and D celebrations coming up a couple weeks. Um, so, so it's an online one again. I'm sure they're going to have celebrity games. I went and looked at the schedule and it said come back later. So they haven't posted the schedule quite yet, though I'm sure they're putting pieces out there to, to start to decide and get those things together. They're running Adventure League games. If you want to create a character, you have your Adventure League character and they're going to be having lots of Adventure League DMs organized games throughout that whole weekend. So you, and it's all around the celebration of the release of the book, the Witchlight book. Um, and the adventures themselves are kind of wrapped around the whimsical carnival of uh was it wild in the witch light or witch in the wild light the wild beyond the witch light yeah wild there's there's the fey the wild carnival that's there, so yeah. <laughs> that one uh it's the witch light witch light carnival is what it's called yeah. so um so that's coming up yeah no and that'll be it'll be fun to watch i mean i enjoy those things and and i like mm -hmm. a lot of the people so it's kind of interesting uh it yeah. will be fun I also, we didn't talk about this, but PAX started yesterday. PAX West. Oh, yeah. West. And there was an Acquisitions Incorporated game last night. Oh, I didn't and even see that. I believe it was ran by Kate Welch. Oh, that'd be I need good. to look into this a little bit more. But uh, uh, Holly um, mm -hmm. Strix was on there. And nice. Uh, not, I think Jim has stepped away from conventions. He, okay. uh, the, the Mike Krahulik, just in general, yeah. he posted that he's like, you know, I've never been this kind of like outgoing celebrity yeah. guy. I'm just kind of a funny nerd that draws comics. And I think, uh, with the pandemic and stuff, he was like, I'm, this is me going to, I'm going to bow out. And yeah. he was like, I'm not going to be attending any more PAX mm -hmm. conventions kind of a thing. Jim Dark Magic. Uh, yeah, and so yeah. Jim Dark Magic, I'm like, well, that's sad because Aww. you're literally my favorite on the Acquisitions <laughs> Incorporated. Uh, but they have a lot of awesome people that are coming down there. So uh, I I thought that was really cool. So I'll have to look that up. Hopefully it's on the VODs. They usually yeah, stream to Twitch yeah. and that kind of stuff. But I saw on Twitter they were posting. They were setting up at the... Uh, the the big theater in Seattle. What is the oh I forgot its name. I saw so many concerts there, but yeah they were setting up there and I'm like oh to see them and oh that'd be so cool to like go to that concert house yeah. and see all those people play D and D and stuff and so be kind of fun. Very cool. We'll um, have to check out see what kind of online presence you can find at PAX then see if they're showing like oh big time yeah I think they're game all room stuff on Twitch or if they're showing and, yeah yeah, yeah there were online that. badges you could buy too so very cool. Um, Mr. Lucian, uh, yeah, it was very popular. The uh, the it's weird, the Paizo report, the Pathfinder wow. report, Sir from Lucian last Paizo week. report. So, uh, I don't know if we can make this a thing going forward, yeah. I think but we should, do yeah. you have any Pathfinder news? Can we get like a helicopter sound and I'll get like an old style microphone? And <laughs> we should, uh, be like, uh, I'm like I'm to, reporting like, on a hurricane, good morning, Vietnam, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. good morning, what is the good Paizo morning, ABC know. Fox 22 viewers, you know, or whatever channel that, yeah, local channel you have. Um, Our local D and D. So I had also heard that it was uh, popular, um, and so I thought, well, 
Well, let me look up something for next week. So what happened? A big thing dropped, which just coincides. They actually released a game just like the uh, Wizards of Coast released Baldur's Gate. Or is it an um, early access on Steam? But this oh, was actually game. released. PC game, The Pathfinder Wrath of Righteousness. Now, this isn't their first game because I know Kingmaker's been out there before. And maybe if there's a slow news period, I'll jump back and tell people about that game. But this is their newest one that just dropped this past week. I think you could get it right on Monday. You could jump in and start playing. Um, It is out on Steam and Epic Game Store and GOG, GOG, where you can buy games. It is for the PC and the Mac. It's developed by um, Owlcat Games. So it's not Paizo's name's not on it, but they're partnered with a... Well, it's their IP. The it's the exact same yeah. Wizards does. So yeah. Yeah. And then based Adventure Path um, off of the same name. So if you recognize the name, there was an Adventure Path called Wrath of the Righteous. And one thing that I thought might be interesting to Jordan here, this feels a little bit like the fourth edition storyline of the Cataclysm, where there's a big ripper rend... Oh, in the spell the world. plague? Yeah, kind of spell plague kind of thing. Okay. And out now a portal has been opened to somewhere else and things are streaming out of that rip in this world. And the, you're there to either slow that down or take advantage of the stuff that's been overrun and left behind. Um, and apparently it's just this big rent in the world now of their, I think their their world is Glorian. I don't know if that's the problem. Yeah, I can't remember. They have their own, like... I'm starting to learn. (laughs) Well, and and Paizo, but so does Kobold Press, I found out. They have their own, like, play in the world of Kobold Press, and it's... it's, uh, And it's a lot like Faerun, where you can play in the desert, you can play Mm -hmm. in the forest, you can play in the ocean. You know, they have, like, all of those little niche areas that you want to play in are in one big world, so... Which, our own world does that. It makes sense, you know. Mm So this is a tactical top-down game, similar to the Baldur's Gate games that we uh, have seen out there, similar to, what's the other one you just had me play that was 5e rule set, but it wasn't by Wizards of the Coast? Celasta? Celasta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So similar in that vein, I think you get to create a party, you get to go through adventures, and um, there seemed to have been pretty ambitious game design here. So there's something really cool. So what I thought I was going to do is this weekend, I was going to pick it up on Steam and give it a try. And that way, in next week's Lucian's Paizo report, I can tell you a little bit about the game after I've actually played it. I was playing Baldur's Gate earlier this week. Um, and so this was kind of cool that this kind of dropped. So yeah. Wrath of the Righteous, you, know, you and- can see it out at their website. You can get it from any of your game places that you buy your yeah is this isometric like kingmaker yeah. was okay yep I isometric do like, so top down i do like 3D, those. yeah um lots of cool spell effects you're creating characters based off of their their class system it's their rule set um so the graphics look pretty good the storyline storyline sounded cool um it sounded like you could do a lot of cool stuff it even sounded like there might even be some they were talking about how the world reacts to you and do you go and are you a friend that helps other people? Are you somebody who's raising an army? Mm-hmm. Are you raising, uh, are you helping the good races of the world? Or it even seemed like you could kind of turn that campaign evil if you wanted to and, and maybe go a little bit more of an evil route with it. So you can do something there too. So I don't know a ton about it yet. I'll definitely play it and maybe come back and, tell everybody a little bit about it uh, next week, but everybody can go check that out. And what I what I figure I will do until people are bored is I will try to pick one thing from Pathfinder each week in our show just to kind of highlight. So if there's no news yeah. item, I'll go back and look at a book that they released maybe or talk about you know one of the adventures past they've done or just kind of look at something that was from Paizo that we hadn't seen before. It would be interesting to see the, the differences between... Um, the lore and the gods or something where it's like, it's like, okay, we have a God of light or the God of the sun for forgotten realms. Here's like the same thing. Or what would I, would I be more interested in is something that's unique to, uh, uh, the Paizo world or, or Glorion. I'm bad. Yeah. Uh, Galerion. 
or Galarian. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So uh, that would be really interesting to me, but yeah. that would be something I should probably do. So. <laughs> so just one more thing to expose us to, one more thing to draw inspiration from for whatever game you're playing. You can use this stuff in DCC. You can use this stuff in 5e. You can use this stuff in your Cypher game. You know, you can pick stuff out from... You don't have to just say, I, I can only play what they're doing in Pathfinder. You could take it and put it in your system, yeah. or you could just branch out and try another RPG. If, you, mm -hmm. if you've done a full year of Dungeon of the Mad Mage and you need a break and you want to try something else, maybe maybe Wrath of the Righteous yeah. is, is something you're looking for. So Yeah, uh, that would, you know, now that I think about it, like, I don't know many streams that do this, but that would be interesting to say, we're going to play... Um, let's say we're going to play Dungeon of the Mad Mage, but we're going to use Pathfinder rules or something oh, vice versa. Yeah. Like I'm going to play in this Pathfinder world, but we're going to use D&D mm -hmm. &D rules. Um, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. And I, I think that would be a funny twist on the streams <laughs> that a lot of people are like, wait, what? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Use their world, but these rules. <laughs> yeah. And just a different, different thing. Like no, nobody's stopping you. Know? So yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, our Paizo report. Go check it out. Let us know in the comments what you think of the game. If you pick the game up, are these the type of games you like? Because um, there's a lot more of these coming out now. I think with some of the older games, like we always talk about Neverwinter Nights and all of that, there was a big gap, and then some more of these started coming out. Yes, uh, Pillars um, of Eternity. That was another yeah, one. PoE, uh, yeah. Pillars of Eternity. I never played I'm trying those. to think there was another one. Um, but I forget D original uh, divinity, original sin. I yeah. think is real popular. Yeah. And that was a they one. did a two to that one. So that kind of kicked off. I thought the, br the bringing back of these type of games. And then we had Baldur's gate and we had this one. With, there's another one out here at Kingmaker. So it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of um, Twitch streamers are running some of these games too. So you can watch and play it. If you want to do that, instead of buying it yourself, you just want to see them play it. Sometimes that's nice before you buy, go out and see what they're doing. So, that's what we have for this week. Next week, stay tuned. I'll have something new. Um, if they announce something, we'll talk about Pathfinder news, or we'll pick something in the past that we're none of us have seen on this show. You know, you know. <laughs> uh, I think MCDM talked about this, but uh, they're they're working on a a Beastmaster class. Yeah, they talked about that. James Intracasso is working on it. Yeah. Um, very excited. They have a whole new five E rule set with mm -hmm. the the keyword companion. companion so you're when you befriend a beast it becomes a companion and then it gets all these other rules applied to it which is really awesome and they're yeah. doing a good job from i mean i'm really excited for that because i like pets <laughs> the pathfinder they came out with a lot of crazy classes and one of them was a summoner type that I, mm -hmm. that's what I've always really enjoyed is like yeah, conjuring summoners. spirits and 5e is kind of getting there. I played a conjuration wizard and I was able to have like my air elementals run around and stuff, but mm -hmm. it, it wasn't the exact flavor that I wanted, but I always felt yeah. that Pathfinder hit that for me. I'm like, no, you're doing what I want. Like <laughs> where you have like this constant elemental companion that can change and grow and stuff. So yeah, yep. kind of cool. I agree. Totally. So I noticed um, we have been talking quite a bit about Kickstarters lately, yeah. and we went on a big Kickstarter kind of, it was right after last week's show, we probably stayed on for another 20 minutes and talked about Kickstarters. Yeah, yeah. So I see it's prominent in our notes. I see that Jordan still wants to talk about some Kickstarters, and you know, well, Lucian, I love Kickstarters. I know. Uh, well, and that's <laughs> where, two things I want to point out before we kind of talk about this, outside of uh, and this is for board games too, but outside mm -hmm. of big manufacturers like Hasbro or Wizards of the Coast or something like that, Kickstarter is really where you get new board games and where you get uh, uh, RPG stuff. Right now, yeah. Right now, because like before, I think like, it, I mean, if, if nobody wanted to publish you, then you just had this and you're like, I guess I put it out on the internet. I don't know. You go but, to the convention. Yeah. Or you, you go, go to convention. Gen Con. Or, or you, you make yeah, zines yeah. or something like yeah. that. It was really difficult. But nowadays it's like, if you have a good idea, there's an artist mm -hmm. out there that wants to work with you and you like put it together and you make a really cool product. So this is all because of uh, this conversation was from mm -hmm. yesterday, last week, but also because I've been in talking with Dragore Games because their Kickstarter yeah. is blowing up. And I was like, so you guys make 
board games, but like, why go into this whole 5e thing? And he's like, because like, it's blowing up. Yeah. And he started giving me all of these uh, statistics. And I was like, okay. And so then I went back with what he said and I was looking at what actually happened. So this last year has broke crowdfunding. It's sorry. It's the biggest year for crowdfunding tabletop RPG content. And remember how blown away we were that yeah. Colville's thing went over a million dollars. Right. Strongholds like and followers. And it was like, that's amazing. Like you can make a million dollars. Yeah. Now everybody's doing that. Two million, <laughs> three million. Like it's crazy. So yeah. apparently uh, as far as funded campaigns, uh, this year broke the record for campaigns over a hundred K. And I think, this is where I don't know if, if I misinterpreted, but also campaigns that reached $1,000. So there was just a lot. And then overall, they were saying that a, fewer campaigns made it mm -hmm. uh, on Kickstarter, but the ones that did make it, that reached their goal, surpassed their goal by an unprecedented amount. Um, so it's kind of that fear of missing out and like... Right you know, the, the stone gathering momentum as it's rolling down the hill, I think mm -hmm. is a lot of people are like, yeah, I'll get on board. Like, I'm not super interested, but like, <laughs> I, I want to have the book rather than not have it. Yeah. Um, and here's some, here's some stats. So, uh, Hellenia's, which I did not know about this very well. I, I guess I just wasn't super, or they didn't contact me to advertise on my channel, but, uh, Hellenia's <laughs> guide to monster hunting this is a 5 ebook by a company called Hit Point Press. Mm. And uh, Good name. this is already funded. And links are all down below because we were talking about this. But, like, this is already funded. Mm -hmm. um, but they raised $1.8 million. And from a what I was book. talking to people, they were just like, yeah, $1.8 million. And every, everybody's like, wait, what? You know, and so that <laughs> that's the first 5e Kickstarter that kind of matched or came close to Colville's strongholds. And nice. so people were like, oh. And now the Dungeon Dudes, they came out with their book, which as far as I know is like a campaign setting. They have mm -hmm. some new mechanics and stuff. But but I, I was looking at that as you kind of have to be a Dungeon Dudes fan to really enjoy that book. Well, they, they closed a Kickstarter for 1.2 million. Nailed it. Like really <laughs> recently. And it's like, Okay. Oh, but that's that's Dungeons and Dragons. So that kind of makes sense because D&D is really popular. Sure. But then you have the One Ring RPG second edition and that mm -hmm. isn't D&D. Granted it has Lord of the Rings behind it and that's very popular. Yep. But they reached 1.9 million with nice. their Kickstarter. Then out of nowhere Avatar Legends, the RPG <laughs> comes out. And this starts is, Mike Tyson of King of Kickstarters yeah, right now. Yeah. So this is also not D and D. No. Um, you know it's it's a it's it's a completely different system. Yep. Powered um, by the apocalypse, sort by the of, apocalypse. but they'll yeah. they'll adjust it. Yeah. Yeah. Magpie Games, they're currently at nine point five million dollars for this. Like nine. It's great. Or did it close? Oh, it did. That's close. what it did. Just yeah. closed at nine point five. Nine point five million. Like, Every stretch goal hit, they're doing everything. Yeah, it's so crazy. Before that, before uh, Magpie Games with nine point five million, the the, the biggest non D and D Kickstarter for tabletop RPGs was Robotech uh, in twenty eighteen, and Robotech in twenty eighteen raised one point four million. So like this is. This is huge. And and from what Dragori Games and I were talking about, they're like, no, the whole like gaming world is looking <laughs> at um RPGs and not just art not just D D anymore. Because right. Magpie Games is like, whoa, 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 like like could I go and get another property? And then you talk <laughs> about it like uh retro game not retro games renegade studios partnered yeah. with hasbro and they're making the gi joe and the we talked about that yeah. before transformers and power transformers, rangers GI Joe. so if all you need is that nostalgia property of like i really like avatar the last airbender well here you go here's 9.5 mm -hmm. million dollars to make a book like that's cool that's really yeah. cool yeah. so 
I was so then because of this, I go and I look on on the internet and I'm like, well, what Kickstarters are happening right now? Kobold Press is doing Tome of Heroes. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. It's very 5e based. I went out and fund I I backed it. I'm excited for Tome <laughs> of Heroes. Looks cool. Um Love Kobold Press, yeah. Exalted Funeral who make uh they helped make uh the old school essentials and doing a lot of other stuff. They have a system mm-hmm. neutral book called The Herbalist Primer that I think they were not expecting it to blow up this much. Mm-hmm. Uh but The Herbalist Primer, I what is it at right now? It's at $380,000. But they yeah. wanted 10. You know? <laughs> yeah. And this is a system neutral product, just about f- plants that you can find in your fantasy game setting. Yeah. And then you can um, add them into your role playing game and people yeah. can use them as like medications or mm-hmm. anti poisons. There's or like poisons and antidotes or... in this. Yeah. 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 Uh, and cool so, stuff. oh my gosh. Like, I, I, they were just like, okay. So that happened because I think they got over $100,000 <laughs> the first day and they were like, Wait, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. we were we were expecting something else, you know? So, uh, and even the DCC stuff is blowing up. Mm-hmm. Like, those Kickstarters did really well. So, I, I, I'm blown away. Like, I really am blown away. And, and, and I'm wondering, there, you know, there's, <laughs> there's two paths, obviously. This is going to continue, and we're going to be like, holy cow. Like, everybody's making a Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, I've already talked to some other YouTubers and they're just like, no, I got it. I got to get on this Kickstarter train. Yeah. And I think that's, I personally feel that's the wrong mindset. I'm like, well, you what? should be like, I really want to make this book and hopefully it'll do well. They're looking at all that money and they're just like, mm-hmm. I should make a book. And I'm like, well, yeah, I get you. But, uh, but I can't blame them because I'm kind of no. doing the same thing. And I'm like, Lucian, we need to make our, our yeah. like, vertical sky crawl kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if there's a if there's I don't a want time millions, to but if I it. made thirty thousand dollars to be able to produce yeah. that, that'd be really cool. So I would love to ship out a couple hundred books. Oh, you know, whatever gosh. that would equal to, you know, a couple hundred people that said, We really liked your idea, we really liked the artwork you put in, we're really excited about this thing that you threw together that, you know, the way you guys talked about it. So I want to order one. I mean, just that would be super cool. Yeah. Let alone what it would actually do if it if it went. And I think it's a great time. A lot of people are looking for, and it's a Kickstarter is a fun, almost like Christmas present that you don't know when it's going to arrive. So it's very easy to get excited about a campaign and what they're talking about and see the designers and what they're doing, decide to give them $20, $40, $50, $70 and be like, okay. And then at some point in the future, it's going to arrive on your doorstep and you get to unbox it. And then there's, there it is in your hand. And then you get to read through it and look through it and, and you know, whether you use it or not. Now I'm a person who buys a ton of Kickstarters who haven't even played all the ones I bought and I'm still buying more because if it's a cool idea and I think the, the creators are excited about it, um, then I want in. And I think Matt Colville's latest video said the same thing. One of his players wanted to come up and says, I'm super excited about playing this system will you play this system if I run it? And then he's going on and on about what he loves about it. And Matt's like, if my DM loves the system, then I'm your player. I'm in. Because your enthusiasm oh, I, I mean, is going to make that game awesome. Yeah. And I'm I'm right there with him. Like, if somebody comes yeah. to me and they're just like, you know, and, and I will I will at least try it. But yeah. I'm right there with them. Like, if somebody comes up to me and they're just like, dude, robots. And, like, yeah. you pilot them. And like, I can't even tell you how cool this is. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> Let's because play it. Let's do it. <laughs> if you're having that much fun, I can only imagine that I'm going to have a fraction of it. Yeah. And that's going to be great because you're enthusiastic. You're so excited. Like, that's so <laughs> yep. cool. Yep. Your enthusiasm is going to so, it. So that's, I like that. Kickstarter, obvious, I mean, obviously, like, there's, there's now there's money in it. I don't think there's ever been, like, money in RPGs. People always did it as kind of like a passion project. Uh, yeah. Next February's Zine Quest, I can only imagine it's going to be huge. Like, right. it was it was really big this year, but like with these kind of numbers, if people are just mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, so I don't know. Like, start writing now for your like. And I don't February think it's Zine just Quest, but... TRPGs, although it is the big renaissance for TRPGs yeah. right now. Tabletop. Well, and we're a tabletop games. show. That's what I wanted to talk about. But you're but right. Board games board have blown games are up. Also blowing up. Yeah, yeah, because miniature games, because people can print these cool miniatures and then people look at those and they're painted and they're like, I want this game. And because if you don't get it now, they're not going to print another edition of it. Like Monty Cook did Invisible Sun. You can't just walk out 
and get Invisible Sun unless they do another print run. Exactly. And the way Monty Cook will do it is if they get enough people that want it again, they'll run another Kickstarter to do a fulfillment yeah. Kickstarter. So that's how they run theirs because they run up, they run it and then they let it go. And they want to on to the next project. Which I completely understand. Yeah. Because then you're not sitting on a warehouse full of yeah, you're not, invisible sunboxes. Right. Like it makes sense. Yeah. You're not a retail store. You're not worried yeah. about inventory year after year, that kind of thing. You're just like, let's run a, a campaign fulfillment. Everybody that wants to order it, put your money in the pot. We run the big run. Boom. Everybody's got what they got. We're moving on. Yeah. So. Now I was curious because I didn't actually know this. Uh, so Kickstarter takes 5% of whatever you raise. That's their, okay. that's their fee. And then they also, it, yeah. then they also take a payment processing fee, which looks to be like 20 cents per pledge plus 3% of the pledge. So they said average, you're, you're losing about 10% of whatever you pledge. So you need to factor that into your cost for things. But like, yeah, uh, I'm still just blown away. Like I, I mean, wanted to ask yeah. Celeste or I was going to ask maybe, um, or the web DM boys, they'd tell us at some point, how much is it to produce the book? How much of it is shipping? So I, they all must have broken down the math of the this part of the pledge goes to Kickstarter. This part of the pledge goes to the physical manufacturer of the book. This part of the pledge goes to the shipping of that book to get it to the person that ordered it. And this part of the pledge goes to us for being the creators, the designers, and yeah. how we paid. Yeah, and then we our take that and, you, and our story yeah. writers you need and artists yeah, yeah. and all that other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's kind of like yeah. your share of it to, to pay all the people that were involved in this piece. You know, you got people that manage it. There's people that are dealing with all of the you know troubleshooting. Well, and I think that's why they partnered with Two C Games. I mean, Celeste works yeah. for Two C Games now. So, but uh, beforehand, I mean, I think that's why you did. You're just like, okay, Two yeah. C Games knows Kickstarter. I'm going to yeah. let them. And if they came back yeah. yeah, and they said like, Lucian, you bought this aliens game and we kickstarted it. And I kickstarted that one for, um, 59 I think is what it was. And if they told me, well, it only cost $20 for the manufacturer to make that be like, I don't care. Have my extra $30. Cause you guys earned it. <laughs> you know, the, the, the art you put together, the story writing, the game design you put into it, the play testing, you earn that extra money that goes to your team to for that book, you know? So I think it's a great way to do it. I think it's a great way for the community to really let the creators know if they want something or not, and if it's going to be popular or not. And if you can find a nostalgia, like you said, IP that's willing to work with you. Like I was thinking like when we were talking, like who would I want to be like, what IP would I want to try to bring over that I think could be exciting. I'm not, I'm not necessarily trying to shoot for Avatar 9 million, but wouldn't it be cool if you could partner with like Dota and do an RPG based on all of their characters that they have for, for a Dota game? Mm -hmm. Or if you pick, um, you know, we talked about Pokemon. If Nintendo would ever let somebody do a TTRPG yeah. of Pokemon. There or, is one. I don't know. If I'm it's sure it's legit. out there, but you know, like, yeah. a, like a new one, like you go to yeah. them and you say, here's Kickstarter. We'll pay your license fee. We want to do this. I got cool this module D6 system. Game. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. We got artists lined up. We've got storylines. You don't even need artists. You, know? you have, like, Nintendo has all of that for yeah. you. Like, they would just so, have to, yeah. That would be a cool one. I think a cool one, Diablo could be a really cool. It was back in 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but its own full mm -hmm. role playing game. It doesn't have to be just a piece of the 5e or, you know, the Wizards of the Coast stuff. I think that could be pretty cool, too. So there's a lot of IPs know, out I, there that'd be fun. I know someone who's working on uh, Fraggle Rock. Oh, like, here we go. There's little things like that that you don't think <laughs> of that you're just like. I might there play a go. Fraggle Rock game. Like that could be yeah. kind of fun. So that was yeah. a great show. Um, I don't know. There's some there's some interesting stuff out there. Now Very I'm trying cool. to think of like shows that I you know or, <laughs> yeah. or uh, uh uh like Disney's Aladdin. Like I love that. Yeah, that would I think be there could be a lot of Disney ones as like a you know Little Mermaid. Like all kinds of stuff you yeah. can do that with Disney. Um, which I'm surprised Disney isn't. I don't know. I feel like maybe they are jumping on the train. Yeah. Uh, I think you could do a preteen. We're gonna get, we're gonna get a Marvel like cinematic oh, universe God. one from them at some point when they're they're yeah, gonna partner yeah. with somebody. But yeah, yeah. So. But I can see you doing a young adult role playing game that's meant to be played with 
eight to nine to 10 to 10 year olds. It's all of the Disney um, princess stuff and all of the Disney cartoon stuff brought together in little worlds. And then you, that is where you get to play and run your adventures as, you know, the person running the adventures for those kids. Yeah. I think that'd be a really, that could be a really fun idea. Uh, too. Kingdom Hearts, the Kingdom Hearts like, kind of Kingdom Hearts, it, the right? RPG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so well, I don't know. It was, I just wanted to talk about Kickstarters. That's really it. And like, yeah. I guess my question for you, Lucian, like this is clearly going to be the future because oh, it God, is, yeah. it already is the future of board games. You know, you don't, you don't, no longer do you have to go and try to sell it to an investor who's going to front the money. Right. Like, you're not doing that anymore. You're literally just going to the internet and you're like, will you do this? And they're like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, you know. And either it works or it doesn't. Um, and yeah. I have backed, well, I backed one Kickstarter that uh, was successful and they never delivered. And that's the fear. And I'm yeah. still a little bitter every time I look at all of my pledges because I go through and I'm like, <laughs> did I receive this yet? I'm like, oh, that stupid book. I never got it. I'm really angry. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. My very first Kickstarter, because I wasn't really onto the whole Kickstarter boat mm -hmm. in the beginning. It They went through, but it ultimately was not able to deliver a product because they couldn't do it. But I kind of convinced myself that what they were trying to do is pretty experimental and that if they couldn't get it to go, then what they were trying to do is create a sword fighting game like fencing that was like full on how a sword actually moves and blocks and you they started to develop a controller that would work with it so that you're doing the moves and the system and it was by um not brandon sanderson but it was by a high level author was backing it the guy who wrote snow crash Oh, was Neil backing Stevenson. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he was backing it and they were trying to do all kinds of computer stuff. I think they were just a little bit too early. You probably, if you try it now, they could do it, but it was like a full on sword fight game. That was a, a real game and it just never, never mm. materialized. But I was like, you know what? They're trying something crazy. They're, they're shooting for the moon here. If they don't make it, they don't make it. They were upfront about it. They weren't trying to lie to people because there is some scams out there. Not to, you know, people always do your due diligence. Don't just take minor Jordan's word for it. Make sure you look at the campaign and you're willing to lose that money. I always think too, that was in my head. I'm willing for nothing to come back. I like the idea. I hope I get what they're, what mm -hmm. they're doing. If I don't, I don't, you know, don't spend money. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't have. So, so but, yeah, go uh, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Talking about gaming. I want, so we had one new segment, but why not add two new segments in a show? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I want to do a game show in the middle of our podcast because we're a gaming podcast. Why wouldn't we have a game in the middle of our podcast? Normally, we'd be talking about like Bardic Inspiration or yeah. we might be doing one of our other segments. This, this is a this podcast within a podcast. It's a really, yes, it's a, a new trending thing, but new game show nobody's ever done this before. Cough everybody gets but. to play. So this is going to be fun. Um, to set it up, the way it's going to work, because I need Jordan's full reaction and your guys' reaction is... I'm gonna post an image in our Discord in the Tavern Chat channel. Saturday morning D D Tavern Chat channel. So go yeah. out there if you could put the link in your um, in the YouTube. So this is how Ugh. YouTube people can see it. If you're watching on Twitch, I'm gonna put the picture on the screen, so you don't have to go nowhere. But for this to work for anybody that's over on YouTube, go ahead and jump on our Discord right now, and I'm gonna drop in an image to Tavern Chat in the Saturday morning D&D show area. Now let me set up this game. So this game is learn to love what you hate. All right. I'm going to put an image up and I want you, Jordan, to look at it. And I want you from a 5e perspective in any of the books, you can grab any of the classes, races or anything. I want you to tell me from this image, tell me what this image to you would be what character would you play with this image? So you're putting, you know, so like I'm building a character. You look at this and go, oh, this must be this character that I would build this way with this subclass or this. Okay. So that's, so I'm going to do one. We're going to start one out. All right. I'm in Give here. We're talking about the Midwest this in going. this chat so far. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the first one I'm going to put out there, let me uh, go here and do a little copy. Resend is like the U.S. is weird. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Ignore all the conversation He's, before. He that. is hilarious. <laughs> Our German friend. Yeah. Okay. So copy. Let's make sure this works. Dropping it in. 
Control V, make sure it doesn't give me any. For the listeners uh, on the podcast later, uh, I apologize. Uh, but you too could go to our Discord by going to HTTPS. It'll still be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, colon slash slash bit dot ly slash capital J Jordan with a PH in the middle. All right. So now on my transition, let me get mine set up. So I'm putting it up. Jordan's about to see it. Jordan, tell me what character class would you play? What does this inspire you when you Ooh. see it? The um, name of this art is Ursula. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, probably. Putting it up on Twitch right now. There we go. Ursula. Man. And then actually, if we're going to keep doing this next week, I'll get it so I can have it on. Yeah. Uh, on YouTube here. But um, I want to say a fighter. Okay. But like probably with some levels of uh the the sneaky bard um the bard of whispers college of whispers oh okay so they're gonna so, multi-class yeah this. i think okay. i think i would go fighter for the pull arm feet and all that other stuff and then um a college of whispers bard who like steals faces and things like that so okay it's really cool. i like it ursula is very cool let me give you another one so we'll hide that one putting up um number two in Oh, you want dropping. to pull our master. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you that are joining along, tell us what you think. What yeah. would you, that's what cool. character would you play? This is your character. Or what character, what class would you play? How about this one? This one's name is Mordecai. Oh, man. Uh, ooh, this feels like. I want to say a priest of Ilmater. So like a, uh -huh. a, a cleric. I like where but, you're going. Um. But if but you I'm, go out of the box too, like where would you go with this? I, I'm almost get a warlock. Feeling. No, I'm getting a very strong warlock thing. So yeah. I'm trying to think: is there a warlock that's like, uh, yeah, there's a divine warlock, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. There I is. would do the I would do the divine warlock. Uh, probably, um, pact pact of the tome. I think, even though he doesn't have a book, he feels like he should have a book. Nice. Um, All right. But yeah. he might have one on his back somewhere with the chains and the. And the very cool. All right, all right. So let's get a little crazier. Let's uh, let's do that one, and then open this one up and transition it. Uh, the and... celestial warlock, I think, is what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Human light domain cleric. That's pretty good. Like that. Net this Jedi one is called Tuin Narok. I like this one. This one's good. I do not see anything. Oh, here it is. Tuin oh. Narok. Yeah. Um. Who? Probably I threw a desert one in, you know, like, uh, yeah, probably like a background. rogue, but like what kind of a rogue? Um, I love this desert stuff, by the way. So, yeah, um, I like the I like the color combination that they're using with the blues that highlight, but then it's got the subtles, yeah. the whites and the yellows and the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, th this I think this is a soul knife. Um, oh, okay. a soul knife like rogue that. for me. Yeah, so, I like it. I would Human definitely Desert do Ranger. that. That's yeah, a good Desert one, Ranger actually, would be good. Jedi. Yeah, like dual wield. Yeah, that would be pretty. Net cool. Jedi is better at this than I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me give you guys another one. Let's pop one more up here. Uh, yep, let's move this one over. Transition, and then let's drop this. I, I did five just for fun. Uh, here we go. Should be popping in any second. You're just trying to steal my YouTube viewers to Twitch. I see what you're doing. A little now. bit, no. no. I'm trying to get them on Discord. That's our game. Oh, man, yeah. That's, so this that's is a... named Fodbor, a dwarf. Yeah, so Clearly dwarven, a dwarf. probably a dwarven bard. Yeah. Um, I would go College of Valor just because dwarves should run He's around. He's got that and, cool yeah. axe in his hand on one side. But, I mean, just look at look at the detail of that yeah. character. Dwarven, yeah, dwarf valor bard. For sure, yeah. he's got some cool I, stuff. You know, and uh, Bard is Bard is a really, I think I think I've said this before, but it's becoming my favorite class because of how much you can play different styles. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to be a very, like, there's so many spells that are self buffing or basically something that doesn't need a charisma saving throw, and I built a Minotaur like strength Bard. 
that all he does is he has support spells, but it's like concentration stuff. Like I'm going to put like heroism on somebody and you get to attack twice. You, you get big weapons like, or martial weapons and things like that. And that's what I picture of this guy too. Like, I think he would be like a really cool ax bard. Dwarf dwarf historian. I like too, because (laughs) you don't have to go bard with the, even though maybe that's just, even though there's an instrument, he took the musical instrument as like a, a skill, right? Maybe a transmutation wizard or something. Yeah. yeah. Could be pretty cool. All right, one last one. This one I chose specifically for um oh, the drow hey <laughs> the drow campaign that you've been talking about. <clears throat> this one oh, is named man. Spider. Let me drop this one in. I want to play that so bad. Tell me what what class you would think this is. I'm thinking drow, but maybe somebody out of the box could come up with something that this, but check this one out. Yeah. Spider. I mean, that feels like a a drow pact of the uh, blade, but what's the um I don't I don't have all of these I, memorized. I love that it's it feels like, like a warlock. Climbing hooks. Yeah. You know, like the underground subterranean climbing hooks as the weapons. Oh my god, that's so good. Um that is really I mean Obviously, a drow fighter. This could work. Shadow really well. sorcerer could be fun. Um, but I, I want to say the hexblade, uh, like because that feels like something that you would like summon those and like you know. And the things on your back are because you're like to uh, the the goddess, um, uh, Lolth. Lolth. Yeah. Yeah. So you're no. You're it feels patron. very, very spidery because of the things on his back. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I I would do a I would do a a melee. Uh, a melee warlock, maybe a couple levels of fighter as well. So nice. All right. So the helmet, the reason we went through the whole game show is did all of those inspire you in some D and D way? Like did those, all of those or any of those or some of those make you think there's some really cool characters out there. Yeah. Drow Ranger. That would be good too. Yeah. That, that you would want to play. Did it inspire you? Oh yeah. I would love to play that one or the, the, well, yeah, just about any of them would be really cool. Yeah. And you saw that style of artwork, what they did. Would you want to see more of what those people have done? Because that's from a specific source. Is it from a game? It is from a game. Okay. What I game? got I got these. I took, I had the game up and I was taking pictures out. Jordan, today's episode has been sponsored by. This is not true. They have not <laughs> sponsored us. Raid Shadow Legends. Oh my gosh. Who Whoa. made a terrible Barf. comment <laughs> at least three weeks ago when you said because they keep popping their advertisements up and everybody they probably are gets good tired at advertising. I'll tell them. You that. Yeah. These are characters from that game. And guess what, Jordan? I've been playing for a month and I enjoy it. I've not spent a single cent. Okay. I have been playing for free. These are some of the characters that you can get or I have gotten in the game while I've been playing and there's even more. They have factions that are like, they must have 20 factions of characters that you can get of different tiers and and you can play in this game. Definitely one of those, um, what do they call these type of games? Um, idle games where you're not, you're not yeah, doing- I don't like them. You like those idle games. I know you games. hate them, I know you hate them. <laughs> where you're like, but oh, it plays that. for me. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> Shadow Legends is where that's coming from. What I liked about it, though, and the reason I wanted to bring it up, maybe you don't like the game. Maybe it's not the type of game you like. But just that artwork, if you go in and look at it, could inspire you in your next role-playing game or campaign that you run. You should go look at the Dark Elves so that when you run your Dark Elf campaign, you should see some of the cool good guys and bad guy ones in my mind. I was like, oh, this would be a cool good guy part of the Dark Elf campaign you're running but man this would be the cool super boss of the dark elf campaign you're running no look I, at this artwork i have a i have a folder called inspiration that i yeah. throw artwork into to be like either like a character i want to play or an npc or something like that so uh yeah no i i i it's really cool art <laughs> uh but yeah i think it's oh i just raid shadow legends i just have i don't i'm not a fan <laughs> give it a chance i didn't i didn't win you over you, you didn't know learn what to else love it yet? i have not spent any money in uh yeah. and, but i'm playing and having the most amount of fun magic the gathering arena yeah so you know talk about it can be talk a about inspiring game. art <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So that's what I thought. So for those of you that are out there, you may see these games that come by. It's a mobile game. Sometimes people don't like mobile games. They don't like these. But maybe go into it not looking to play the game or have fun with the game or don't give them any of your money. I'm not unless you want to um, <laughs> go ahead. I won't tell you how to spend your money, but there can be inspiring things that you can pull out of it. So don't yeah. just let it go by without taking a look because there are some spend money really on Raid cool Shadow things. Legends, don't. <laughs> and instead, become a member of the Saturday Morning D&D yeah. Show YouTube channel to help support you can do both. these people you can play that both. are making content. So. <laughs> so that was the game show I've been waiting to do for a few days. They have some really cool characters. And one, I, I am actually enjoying the game. And I'm doing it without paying. I'm doing it all free to play. Yeah, um, cool. So very cool. I thought I would show that out. And I might even stream some of it so more people can see. Just be exposed because they have a cool story they have cool characters yeah why not it see not why not at least see those things even if it's not the type of game you'd like to play cool. all right game show over for yeah. this week well, i'll try to find something next week for our fantastic game show uh it's a podcast within a podcast not a lot of people do that it's yeah. it's kind of a new thing uh clearly something we came up with lucian uh what, what's going on with dungeon of the mad mage we are deep into Naga, Bone Naga, more Naga, fighting Nagas. Uh, that was the big kind of theme of the whole last part of our session, if you go mm -hmm. back and take a look at it, which was really fun. Um, we hadn't really fought some of them. There's a lot of mind control. There's a lot of domination stuff happening. Stuff that your characters don't, I don't think, run into till they start to get mid to high level, because in the beginning, you know, you're, you're mostly getting beat up by teeth, claws, and weapons, you know, yeah. those you know, special abilities. But then as your characters have grown more powerful, the way to combat more power is to take away your turn from you or dominate you or make you hit your friend for a turn before you break out of it kind of thing. That I'm starting to see that shift in the gameplay mm -hmm. in the when we've hit this kind of 10th level area. Um, so that's been pretty cool. The one thing I will also say about it is I'm really, really, really enjoying Twilight Divinity and being able to use that as my action to do the Twilight Divinity. It, um, it has this, puts an aura around you of 30 feet um, circle mm -hmm. and it, it is um, dim light around you. So we always, I always describe it as like a smoke and um, darkness just kind of wraps around me as I move around. In any character that ends its turn there, if I want, I can give it um, 1d6 plus my level of temp hit points. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of like a roaming around, giving a little bit of hit points here, a little bit of hit points there for people. But there's also one more feature, and it worked in this last one. Our One of our, our wizard became charmed mm -hmm. and shot our party with a fireball. <laughs> missed his save to break the charm so he was gonna next turn unleash another big spell on us but because i had this divine uh twilight divinity ability i could remove a effect from a player oh. i can remove charmed or frightened okay from a player so it came in handy came, it was a really cool thing um worked out in the game so i thought that was super fun so that's what i did there i have jumped back into Baldur's gate and because i wanted to play through the druid which got released as a class within Baldur's gate eventually they're going to have all the classes and all the subclasses from the player's handbook as far as i know mm -hmm. um, and i think it's gonna be fun to go through and play a bunch of those i played thus far a wizard and i've played i believe a um a warlock so i wanted to try druid out and now this weekend, after we get done with today's show, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy that Paizo game and I'm going to play a little bit of Wrath of the Righteous. And I'll be able to come back next week and tell you guys, you know, how Wrath of the Righteous went. So cool. that's what I've been doing. What about Jordan's role playing? Yeah. Plans, games, things you did since the last time we met. Um, Boy, yeah. So I my my players voted. I kind of put this on Twitter and all over the jocular junction and stuff, but uh, they, they kind of unanimously wanted to play dungeon crawl classics. Um, and it's funny. Cause there was this part of me that's like, I really will never play invisible sun. Will I like, this is so sad, but the more I was talking, I'm like, I, or the more I was thinking about it, I'm like, I really need a specific set of friends 
that want to dive into that with me. And although playing at the table is what I want to do with that game so badly, I might Mm -hmm. have to uh, do it um, over the internet. And so I'm like, maybe someday I'll, I'll pull people together because Monty Cook actually made some online tools and I've been watching one of the playthroughs of uh, uh, an actual play that people are playing online. Um, But anyway, very, go ahead. I I think it should be a convention game. It could be a convention game. That could be fun too. The players you need, but I don't want to call that a convention. (laughs) Yeah, well, true. You you don't want the casual player. You need the hardcore. I'm willing to play any TRPG and I'm excited about playing. Not just I'm willing, but I'm excited to play these different ones. And you only get that from the people who are willing to spend a couple of hundred dollars to go to Indianapolis or somewhere, (laughs) you know, get a hotel room and then be around a million nerds for a four day weekend. Right. So to me, that's where we need to play. It needs to be like me, you LB Ted be fun. You know, Lex, Lex Lex at play, you know, and then right in a hotel room or out in a cool room at the hotel that we're all in. I think we could play a cool invisible sun game be fun um so i i wasn't super sad uh just reflecting on my invisible sun purchase and how i've yet to play uh but <laughs> i do love dungeon crawl classics go ahead and take a drink danimal um there they decided to play dcc for a lot of different reasons but i i didn't realize how new some of my players were um oh. and that they were they wanted to try this but they were like i don't really understand and so uh, one of my players approached me and was like, I think this is going to be good for like X, Y, and Z because it's like DCC is not overly complex. There's just lots of tables to roll on to see what happens. And, and that's mm-hmm. why it's random and gonzo. But at the end of the day, you're rolling a D20 to see if you hit. And that's what they kind of needed. So cool. Uh, we all made level zero characters and I started mm-hmm. running them through Sailors on the Starless Sea, which is like the go go to default funnel of fun Mm -hmm. and we got halfway through it we're not playing this week because some of my players are gone but we're gonna finish that and then that uh sailors on the starless sea ends with a um a boat ride and so Mm -hmm. if you get on this boat to kind of like flee a catastrophe and i think that boat is going to sail into hot springs island and i'm gonna run uh a little bit of Hot Springs Island, and then really just see where it goes and what they want to do. Because I was telling Lucian before the game started, or before the show started, that I have been rereading a lot of my stuff, and I'm like, oh, I want to do this, and I want to do this, and what if I made a campaign about this? Like, I'm in full running a game mode, and I'm loving it. And I haven't yeah, creativity felt is like just this flowing in such out. a long... Yeah, yeah. Well, literally, like, I think last year is when I finished... Last December, I finished uh, Rod of Seven Parts, and I haven't ran yeah. a game since. Not not like a long-form campaign. So uh, I'm really excited. Here's my question. You have spent a whole bunch of time creating your own world. Mm-hmm. You spent a bunch of time creating an adventure, and it's on the DMs Guild. People can go buy it and, and run it themselves. One shot, yeah. Except for DCC, you seem to always run already published adventures. Because there's so many, I think. But yeah, you're right. Why like, do you do that? I yeah, think but I you, love... might, you won't do it for 5e. You'll run whatever you want for 5e. Well, I ran Rod of Seven Parts. That's a published adventure. Not for 5e, but... Right, but your home games have all been your uh, your, your own adventure. My right? Forgotten but Realms ones have always been my own adventure. But like the yeah. other 5e game I ran was Hot Springs Island, and that was... That's true. You know. But you're right. Uh, Endegar is going to have Hot Springs Island on it. So if they leave that, they're going to go and, and we're going to we're gonna flesh out that world a little bit more. Um, and then I was also, you know, depending on where they go, I'm going to see if they want to run into other stuff. But yeah, no, there are a lot of 5e adventures too. And I, I usually steal things that I want. And mm-hmm. so, well, and that's I what I think. I, this, yeah. I have all of this cool OSR stuff. And Mm -hmm. DCC fits with that so well that it's a little, I should say it, it, it's never difficult for me to translate something from one system to another. Um, Because if uh, like when I did rod of seven parts, if I open this up and they're like minotaurs attack you, I just go to five E and I find minotaurs and they attack. Like it, 
I don't try to convert monster stat blocks to make it balanced. Mm-hmm. I just use similar monsters, you know. But if um, you were going to run a DCC game that's not a published adventure, have you even thought about a campaign that you'd want to run? Oh. But it was DCC rules. Yeah. And you were making it up. You're not using anything. You've done this a lot. You've thought about this a lot for for 5e, 5e yeah. games. And but for have you kids done on it with bikes. DC? I've always created yeah. my own kids on bikes game. But for DCC, um, yeah, have you have you? No, come up I with I one? don't think so because I always have these cool adventures that that are you've bought. Yeah, around. okay, yeah. All right, I was just checking. You're, no, you, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah, no. I, I haven't. So, I would be curious. Like, maybe maybe that's your homework for next week's show. Oh, the siren! Siren! It's eleven Gordon o'clock. Siren, take us out of here. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much. What should I make my own five E, or should I make my own DCC game, or should I run a bunch of stuff mashed together let me know in the comments below thank you guys for hanging out with us and for uh playing games and all this other stuff we will be back next week with another episode of the saturday morning dd show goodbye